This episode is brought to you by our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Which means this episode is brought to us by you. Right? That's how not, it works. No, not me. No, no, the fan. Right, yeah. The yes. listener. We're talking when I say you, I mean the listeners. Yes, the the figurative you, right? But, but nobody else is in here with us as we record this. Who I'm are you lo- talking I'm, about? I'm looking at the computer when I say it. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Alright. So just go to GameZilla Media on Patreon.com. There you'll be able to choose your patronage level and get different access to the shows. So you can get early access to the GameZilla Alpha. Exclusive content for The Legend of Retro and Noobs and Dragons. Noobs and Dragons? The show with that handsome devil, Craig WK? Well, almost all of those words are right. Yeah. And if you go on there and sign up, you can also get access to a private Discord channel in our Discord group. Basically, the more dollars you give us, the more things we can give you. Exactly. So go to patreon.com slash media and become a patron today. Do it. Yeah. Prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is The Legend of Retro. Welcome to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. This is Chops. And Craig WK. And Craig WK! Whoa! Skater die! I don't know. I just kind of wanted to say do you, something Do you weird. want me to hype it up a bit? Yeah. Okay, let's redo it. Right, right, right. Welcome to this week's Legend Retro with Chops! And Craig WK! Whoa! Craig! Tubular! Gnarly! <laughs> you better believe this is going to be a radical show, Chops! <laughs> this is going to be the most mondo cool episode you've ever dealt with! Why do I feel like you're transitioning into... <laughs> Uh, macho man a little bit with that oh yeah slip it to a slim gym all right so we're not talking about anything related to what we just did today isn't it a little related well this is the most tubular mondo (laughs) game out there on yay verily (laughs) can't even do this you go you do it we're today (laughs) talking about uh one of my childhood favorites (sighs) bubble bobble Bubble Bobble was released in, in November of 1988 for the Nintendo uh, by Taito. It was originally on the arcade. Yep. This, this port is a uh, an action platformer, and it stars uh, two kids named Bub and Bob who have been transformed into Bubble Dragons. Bubble Dragons. Who must traverse the Cave of Monsters to save their girlfriends from the villainous Baron Von Blubba. Oh, it's so great. It is amazing this game is ah let's let's see i i feel like of classic video games of things that are staples in video game history Mm -hmm. this is one of the biggest pillars of that of that whole history of the building of games of arcade popularity to home console popularity yeah this is a very solid port yes of the the arcade classic uh bubble bobble uh was uh i uh, I mean, it was kind of uh, uh, a revolutionary for. I mean, not only was it just a fun game, right? But Bubble Bobble was revolutionary for some other reasons. But let's talk about the gameplay a bit. Let's let's go basic because some of our listeners Ugh, might fine. not. I mean, just go all over the place. But no, some of our listeners might not know what the game's about. Bubble Bobble. What if does they that even don't, mean? Their life is just a facade of sadness. Well, I never said it wasn't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I'm, I guess, not, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's Bubble Bobble. This game is great. <laughs> this game is so much fun. All right. So it is a... Is it a platformer? Action platformer. An arcade action arcade platformer. Plat- so you're on one screen and you're yep. playing from, you know, up, down, left, right platform areas. But, like, y- you can kind of progress from the top of the screen to the bottom of the screen and vice versa. If you're going, if you go down through the pit of the level, it takes you and drops you back out the top. Uh-huh. Yep. If there is a pit in the level, it just drops you right out the top of the, the level. Yep. Uh, so... In this game, when you're playing as Bub or Bob, these little dragons, they uh, you have the jump button yep, and a bubble button. And you spit bubbles. You spit bubbles. That's it. Bloop, bloop, That's bloop. it. Bloop, what was that noise again? Bloop, 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 bloop. Yep, yep indeed. Bloop, 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 bloop. You spit out bubbles. But here's the catch. You have monsters because you're in the cave of monsters. You're in the cave of monsters. 100 levels. <laughs> yeah, 100 levels 100 deep. levels. Uh, if this this sounds like the most terrifying Dungeons and Dragons dungeon of all time. I mean, if only if the only thing I could do in a camp, oh, we should do this. We should make campaigns based off of old video games. The cave but of monsters like, would destroy you guys. No, a hundred levels of just monsters. But, but we have we can only do bubble attacks. Is what I'm saying. Like you have to come up with some creative bubble attacks for us to do. Wouldn't that be great? Listeners, go on Discord. No, don't. Go on our Facebook page. Legend of Retro Podcast. Let us know that you want this. Do not listen to Chops Tag Craig WK in everything. At Craig WK. Reach out to me, listeners, because I do want to hear from you. But maybe don't. Publicly. But don't. don't, Maybe don't push. Plaster his name everywhere. Bubble. maybe, Maybe don't push Bubble Bobble themed Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Noobs and Dragons Bubble Bobble Edition. Patreon exclusive. Chops, I respect you. No, you don't. <laughs> You're right. I don't. Shut up. <laughs> All right. So, so back to Bubble Bobble. But so you you traverse through a hundred levels. Yes. Filled with monsters. Yes. And when you encase an enemy in a bubble, it gets stuck. It's trapped. Yeah. You know. It's you know can't breathe. Uh, it gets suffocated. It's a real dark game. It's yeah, incredibly. And dark. then you pop the bubble, and it's gone. It, well, it gets a little darker because you transform <laughs> them into food. Yes. And then you eat them. And then you eat them for points. Yeah, points because it's an arcade game. And so but uh, so you trap them in a bubble and you just bump into that bubble and then it pops and then they turn into well, a food item. It does a weird thing. It, it like runs along the platform of, of that you're on and like. I don't know. It, it's the bubble logic in the game is always confused. The bubble me. logic, yeah, because you would like trap a monster in a bubble and you would hit it and it would like go along all the way on the screen and then it would have to get off screen before it would come back as an item to be eaten. It's, and it was just weird how it traveled. It's funny you say that because uh, uh, some of the companies that were porting this game, you know, because it got ported yeah. to so many systems. Uh, I, I was reading an article uh, that had an like, interview, and apparently, and I don't remember which company it was, so I apologize. But uh, apparently, the uh, the the like the, when the company like saw this game, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, we can remake this. We got this. And apparently, they were like, wait, no, how do these bubbles work? They had like <laughs> no idea. They had to like sit there and like study them and like replicate it because they couldn't get it exactly right. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But yeah, no, you're right. The the bubbles have like sort of this this uh, odd mechanic to them where they kind of float along the platform you're on and then start rising into the air. Yeah. And uh, so you have to like either get them quick, but if you get them too quick, you have to be careful because the final enemy remaining if it's on its own 
turns red, goes berserk, and its speed like doubles. Yeah, it, it, it's out for blood. <laughs> oh yeah, it wants and you, you get dead. one hit, you're done. Yep, one and hit. You only have a certain amount of level or lives. You have a few different lives, and yeah, then or a few uh, lives. Yeah, uh, like you three. can steal them from your your like player partner, can't you? Ooh, I can't that I don't remember. I don't remember that mm. uh, as well I either. I saw Matrix play in it. It's, once it's recently a, it's with, a great with game. his uh, with his wife. Oh, nice! Shout out to uh, Matrix uh, on stage. Yes, and Lizzo. Lizzo. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so the uh, so the final enemy goes berserk. So you have to be careful. And uh, it's uh, like you clear all the enemies on the screen. You swipe as much food as you can, and then the 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 game. Traps you in a bubble, brings you to the next stage, yep. and then you reappear, and there are more monsters you and have to you destroy. you just go, and you go, and you go, and you go. And for our listeners who aren't familiar with the game, you know, you might think like, oh, that sounds a little repetitive, a little boring. I don't know if that game's for me. This game is for you. It is for you. It, it is, is for difficult. everyone. As you get further on, you will be invested, and you will want to beat it. Well, some of the the uh, the game later on gets a little tricky because like you have to start like you you can hop off of your bubbles. Yeah. So that one of the levels that I saw them play together was a boss level where the boss was up top and there was no way to get to it from the bottom. So you had to stack bubbles and jump up to get them, but mm-hmm. they couldn't reach them. The bubbles kept popping. So I don't it's even know. How to, I don't know how to beat that one. It's tough. You you have to like really time those button hop or uh, the button correctly to do the bubble hop to get up there. And even then, like that part, uh, uh, if it's the same level I'm thinking of, yeah, like level 40 50, or 50, 40, yeah. 50 something. Uh, there's two sections, so you have to do it twice. Oh no! Yeah, really? It's, it's tough. It, the game does get pretty difficult, but Jeez. the the thing is, the game is fairly forgiving because of the fact that you when you continue. You continue right from the same level you right, left off right. at. And you can skip levels. You can get a power-up that allows you to skip forward, I think, like 10 levels or so. Something like that. Yeah, there's like hidden rooms you can yeah. get into in this game. Uh, there's a lot of fun little uh, stuff uh, that's hidden away. The uh, the game mechanics, though, uh, are that you can't beat this game and get the good ending on your own. Yes. So if you beat all 100 levels by yourself... Yeah. Then you get a message that says, come here with your friend, which means that you didn't beat it with another person, so it's not the true ending. But if you beat it with a friend, it says happy ending. And or they see a ha- you see a happy ending, and then it basically makes the brothers get transformed back into their human selves, and they get reunited with their ladies. Spoiler alert, chops. I don't care. The ending. It's bubble bubble. I'm the well the, the ending also includes a code. For a way faster, when you decipher it, a way faster version of the game that's like super mode. Oh yeah, yep. and Whoa. if and if you complete this with the two blo- two brothers, uh, on the screen is displayed uh, su- super drunk is revealed to be the brother Big Brother's parents, and they were under control of some outside influence. And Super Drunk is the boss. Oh, uh, Baron Von Blubba yes. in the uh, yeah. American version. Yeah, mm-hmm. I yeah, I uh, that's right. It's so they it, reunite with their parents and their girlfriends at that point. Yeah, the the dark magic that turned them into bubble dragons apparently turned their parents into one being, yeah. Baron Von Blubba. Oh God, which is real. That's weird. real dark. That's weird. Yeah. What are bubble dragons? They're are they like a myth- like part of mythology, like a known mythology other than this game? Well, it's funny you mention that, Chops. Uh, if you look back at uh, uh, ancient like Greek legends, yeah, there is a legend 
You're making this up. I know Maybe. You are. <laughs> I know you are. No, there is nothing. There, there, there is no, to the best of my knowledge, there's no. I was so no, hoping you were going to keep going with that. There, there is, no, to the best of my knowledge, there's no mythology that are bubble dragons. Uh, but, but. In the future, we're working, Elon Musk is working on his own <laughs> C- the form cyborg of dragon. bubble dragons. Cyborg bubble dragons. That build bubbles around people who hurt people. I. Uh, I, I was going to make a, a Dungeons and Dragons reference that you know when you when you make a D and D campaign, if you want a bubble dragon, you can make a. Bubble Here's the dragon. deal: if I ever become a D a DM of a recorded Noobs and Dragons esque style uh-huh. so- show, uh-huh. I am for sure putting my campaign through a hundred levels of a of this, but basically putting them through this game, and then the cave after of monsters after they beat it. I'm going to have them like re- reunited, reunited, with, reunited with someone like these girlfriends that they had no idea that they had <laughs> and then make them go through a new game, which is the same, but faster. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be that mean. I, I if you become the, the dungeon master of noobs and dragons chops me may DM have mercy on us all. Hey, anything can happen. Oh, please don't let anything happen. So when did you first play this game? I first played this game on the Nintendo. Okay. When I was a kid, uh, I I I got this game eventually when I was when I was younger. But uh, the, I think the first time I played this was at my aunt's, my aunt down in Kentucky. Oh, okay. she had had a Nintendo, and uh, she had Legend of Zelda, which I think was maybe about one of the first places I played the very original Legend of Zelda. And uh, uh, it, it's funny because, like, it, it's not that, like, it was the first time I ever played video games, but mm-hmm. she had different video games than I had. And because I didn't really have a ton, it was pretty much at the whim of my mother, yeah. you know, what, what video game she was going to get or whatever. Uh, I, it was just sort of interesting that she, uh, uh, you know, had these different games. And one of the games she had was Bubble Bobble. And probably because she played it in the arcades. Because she was a fan of arcade games. She actually, for a while there, had the arcade of Donkey Kong Jr. Oh, wow. She had the arcade of that. Does yeah. she still have it? She does not. I have no clue what happened to that thing. I, I have no idea. But she, and maybe it's just a weird, crazy childhood fantasy. Like, maybe maybe she's going to like listen to the show and be like, Craig, no, that never happened. Like, wh- how did you prevent? Like, or what? she still has it. If she has it. She won't have it for long because I'm going to steal it. Oh from gosh! Her. Well, let's hope she. You hear, hear me? You hear that, Aunt Angie? I'm coming for your Donkey Kong Junior. You should really call her and then see where this thing's at. <laughs> Just call her on the hey, show. Hey, Angie, where's this? Uh, where's this uh, Donkey Kong Junior? I had asked her years ago about it, and she she ended up like selling it or giving it away to somebody. I don't remember. Uh, I mean, but, it was big. It, like you know, but she remembers who that was, and we can rob them, right? Oh, maybe. Yeah, there we go. That's that's actually not a yeah. bad idea. Yeah, we'll and then drive way. it up from Kentucky. Oh God! Now that's what, a road trip. F- six hours, seven hours. Uh, about six hours. Yeah, it'd six probably be more from... like eight to drive that. Oh up. yeah, you know what? It would be uh, about eight from where we're at now. Yeah, yeah. it would be around eight hours. Uh, yeah, it'd be about an eight-hour drive. If I had to wager a guess, depending well, on how we're this driving. This is uh, Drive Talk with Craig WK and Chops. <laughs> Shut up, Chops. I'm driving. I need oh, to focus sorry, on the road. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. This has been Drive Talk. We'll see you later. <laughs> so, yeah, that was uh, the first time I played uh, Bubble Bobble, though, was was uh, on that uh, her Nintendo. Uh, what about you, Chops? Do you happen to have uh, any memories of uh, Bubble Bobble? Very few. I remember playing a little bit in the arcade. but Really? The arcade? Yeah. I, I think I was at like the roller rink, you know, or something like that when I was oh. a kid. Oh, but 
I, I remember heavily playing this game on the Nintendo and on the Game Boy. Yo, you had the Game Boy version. Because even. my sister loved this game. She would play it a ton. Nah, and so I would nice. remember watching her play it or I would play it when she wasn't. And uh, I just know that she really, really enjoyed this game. And that's kind of how I like I got into it. That's a lot how I get into a lot of my video games is what my, my older brother or sister played. Oh, interesting. And I couldn't pay for those things because I was, you know, a child. Right. So it's whatever they got. Yes. I. It, it's interesting because I'm the older brother in, in my sibling uh, lineup. Me and my sister. I have a younger sister. So it's interesting because she played games that I own. Yes. So, you know, it's it's sort of a, a, an interesting sort of like kind of take on that, that opposite approach. Because I know Xander's a, uh, a youngest sibling as well. Right. So, I, now, I, it's funny that you mentioned that, you know, you, you know, got through into this through your sister, though, because uh, co-op is like a big aspect of this game. Yes. And this was, it certainly wasn't the first co-op game by any stretch of the imagination. No, I don't think so. But it was, Certainly one of the more popular arcade games that were co-op at the time. Well, it was easy to pick up and play. There wasn't a lot to it. It, it. You know, you could sit down and play five levels and then be fine. Even the arcade of Double Dragon, at the end of the game, you fight your friend. Yeah, you fight your friend, yeah. You fight your friend at the end, you know? So, like, it, like there's still a competitive edge yes. to a lot of that. But in this game... You really can't be competitive because, yeah, okay, you can fight for points, but yeah. like at the same time, you're gonna have to get to a point where you need to make bubbles that your friend's gonna have to like jump off of, yep. or whatever. You know, you can't beat the game without them. You can't like sacrifice them and think, oh, I'm free now, and then end up, you know, you wouldn't be able to beat the game. You know, uh, supposedly, and I'm not uh, entirely sure about all the the details here, but supposedly, uh, this game was designed for couples. Uh, in the mid-80s of Japan because there were very few women at the arcades. So it was pushed as a bright and colorful oh, okay. co-op game. That. Because in the mid-80s in Japan, uh, you you didn't really have a lot of girls at the arcade. It was a it was sort of the a gentleman's club, an old boys club kind of thing, you know, which is kind of crappy. And so yeah. the guy the uh, Taito who who you know got this game together were like, hey, yeah, how can can we get more women to be interested in the arcade like and you know maybe it is a little sexist because we're like i don't know make it cute colorful and slap it in there but at the same time the mechanics are so good it is such a fun and addicting it's game. it's a great game now do you know how many ports this game had oh quite a few uh do, do you have a, a total for i us? have a list of the systems Ooh, you can, I, can I guess them? a number uh, i don't even i didn't count them so uh, do you have a number for me though? Like, if, can you count right now? I can count right now. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go ahead and shoot out a number. I'm gonna say five. I'm gonna say five ports, and even that, I feel like, like, how could there possibly be more than that many systems in the '80s? You got a, you got a total for me here, uh, chops? Or do you want me to count as you this list is, them? This is over its its popularity. Oh, over the the entire uh, life. Yeah, of, yeah for the most. Oh, okay. Well, I, yeah, I guess most. Well, I mean. There isn't a lot of newer ones that they stayed on here, but yes. Okay, so so we have what? Like uh, Arcade, of course. We have NES. Uh, we have Game Boy. We've already established yeah. those three. I don't know. Master System? Yep. Uh, shoot, I don't know. What else is there? Uh, there's got to be some weird retro stuff there's only, I'm forgetting. There's only a couple more. How many did you name? Uh, four so okay, far. Okay, so you've got 16 more to go. 
<laughs> what? Are you serious? So this game was ported for the Commodore 64, uh-huh. the ZX Spectrum, ZX Amiga, Spectrum. Atari ST, MSX2, Amstrad CPC, X68000, PC, Apple II, FM Towns Marty, Master System, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, PlayStation, Saturn S, uh, Saturn NES, Famicom Disk System, Game Gear, Mobile Phones, Sprint PCS, and Ultracades Taito Arcade Classics. Wow. Yeah, this game was ported a lot. And of all the original 8 and 16-bit ports, mm-hmm. the MSX2, NES, Game Boy, Master System, those were all made by Taito. Uh, though the Master System one was distributed by Sega instead of Taito. Okay. And the Game Gear port, which emulates the Master System version, was done by a South Korean developer named Open Corporation. Uh-huh. The Commodore 64, Spectrum, and Amiga versions were developed by Software Creations and published in the UK by Firebird Software. And then most of the original computer ports were made by a US-based Nova Logic, with the uh, exception of the X68000 game in Japan that was done by Dempa Shinbunsha. Wow. A lot of different people made this. That's crazy. I uh, I, I mean, I, I would have figured it had a lot of ports, but like I didn't think it'd be like all of those ports. It's right. And a ton of different people ported it. Yeah. And then in 1996... Mm-hmm. Taito announced that they lost the original source code for this game. Oh, Did you know no. that? Yeah, because at the time, Probe Entertainment was in charge of the home conversions. Mm-hmm. Taito sent them and to send them a bubble bubble arcade cabinet. That they had so to like, they could play the original game and reproduce its mechanics. Oh, wow. This led up to the release of Bubble Bobble, also featuring robot Rainbow Islands for the Saturn. Oh, yeah, that's right. Rainbow Islands was the sequel. Yep, PlayStation and PC in 1996, which was published by Acclaim Entertainment. And, and then also the Game Boy and Game Boy Color versions, since they were Game Boy and they're single player in nature, were different to where it just involves Bub looking for moon water to cure his brother. And those oh. games were called the Bubble Bobble and Classic Bubble Bobble. Right, because, yeah, it's single player only for yeah. the Game Boy. Uh, I mean, they had link cables, but there's but, no yeah, way they no. can handle that. But isn't that, it's a crazy history of this game, you losing the source code in 1996, wow. having, you know, 20 different systems that this is released out on with, like, six or seven different publishers and pushing this game out. Like, I it's just, a popular, it's a, that to me states that it's a popular game that there's so many people that want this on their system. Mm-hmm. It's so popular. Yeah, it, that's crazy. I, uh, it, and it's funny because like you, you, I don't know, think about it this way. If you like are talking to Taito and you're like, hey, uh, we really want to slap your your Bubble Bobble game on like this collection we're doing. Like, can you give us, you know, the, the source code for Bubble Bobble? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, like, you know, give it like maybe an extra couple weeks to ship. And you're like, oh, all right. And then, like, you get an arcade and you're like, oh, wow, is this a gift? And they're like, no, you're going to have to, like, just do it yourself. <laughs> like, what? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, I had to do it myself? You're just giving me all this work? Yeah, we just, we lost it. Yeah. Yeah. It's hilarious. Poor, oh, poor Taito. Yeah, Taito uh, uh, had a, uh, quite a lot of arcade hits back then. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Bubble Bobble might be one of their crowning moments, you know? I guess so. I uh, I feel like Bubble Bobble is, it's, it's such a well-loved game. I feel like there's nobody out there who dislikes Bubble Bobble. I, it's hard for, I don't know. I don't think I've talked to a person that said they don't like it. Yeah, I, I've, I mean, there have been plenty of games that like I feel like are classics, and people are like, "Oh yeah, it's overhyped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that great." 
I don't know if I've ever heard anyone say that about Bubble Bobble. I, I don't know. I could not. It's it's even I could just, not come with it. It's even just fun to say. Just list bubble that bubble. title. Bubble Bobble. 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 <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's all I got to talk about this game. Is that is that? Do you have anything else that you want to go over? Mm, huh? Anything else I want to go over on yeah. Bubble Bobble? Nope, can't think of a thing. All right, well, let's just get into our retro relapse. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Retro relapse. All right, so this week on the Retro Relapse, yeah, we played Cybernator for the Super Nintendo. Cybernator, which in Japan was known as Assault Suits Vulcan. Uh, it is a, uh, a side-scrolling platformer, sometimes shoot 'em up Yeah, it, it's part of the Assault Suit series. And uh, you're basically a humanoid mech kind of creature, but I think you're a guy in a mech suit. Yeah, yeah, you're a dude in a, a mech suit, yep. and uh, you basically you work for like some kind of military. Mm-hmm. And like in the first level, it's basically like, hey, we need you to destroy this like enemy weapon. Get in there and do it, and you basically just like stomp around in this giant robot, blowing up cannons, fighting other robots. Uh, you get a punch attack. You get a machine gun, and I. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's it, you kind of just get thrown right into it. You're launched off of a ship, uh-huh. and you like can dash and slide when you're dashing. Yeah, you have boosters that you hold the button down, and it makes you go up, but you overheat if you're holding it too long. Mm-hmm. And your gun overheats as you're shooting. You have unlimited ammo, but it's you know you have to time your shots carefully. But the way the controls work is it's not like a contra where you would like point in an angle and you would shoot in an angle or point left and right. You have to hold the directional button down to rotate your guns, so you can yeah. shoot at any angle really. But it you have to let the rotation come around. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It's the the controls are kind of funny. It's uh, I mean, this was a game that was uh, uh, uh sent out by Konami, mm-hmm. uh, you know, during their heyday in the the you know uh, mid nineties. Because uh, this game came out in what uh, roughly? This game came out in nineteen ninety six. Sounds about right. Nineteen ninety six. Let's see. Uh, Salt uh, Cyber came out in nineteen. 19- oh, sorry, ninety three. Oh, nineteen ninety three. I'll be danged. Uh, so a few years uh, earlier than we were thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, it's the second game of the series. Yes, the Assault Suit series, yep. which has had uh, Assault Suits. Uh, what was the first one? Oh, the first one was Target Earth. Target Earth, which was Assault Suit Lanos. And then uh, there was Cybernator, of course. Yep. And then there's some sequels. And we got uh, Assault Suit Lanos 2, Assault Suit Falcon 2. And then a remake of the original. Oh, yeah, on PlayStation 4, yeah. which uh, is actually something you would look into now. So for our listeners that maybe aren't into getting old video games but are kind of intrigued by the idea of this game, you know, you have uh, Assault Suit Lanos, mm-hmm. uh, L-E-Y-N-O-S, yes. and just because it's kind of a you know, funny made up word. And uh, uh, yeah, that's out on PlayStation 4. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's uh, There's some weird uh, uh, censorship. Uh, with this game, like they remove yeah. character portraits. Yeah. I don't know why. There's a lot of text read in this as you're getting like your meet mission detailed to you, um, and it was a lot of just reading, just a ton of reading, and it was just the text. Yeah, and it kind of seemed out of place, and now it makes sense because there was supposed to be portraits or something. Which I want to see these portraits if they were removed for American. I mean, uh, they have to be super anime, right? 
Uh, that or just like maybe really cliche or you know something bad about them maybe i don't know well, well oh that could be some you know kind of mean? like yeah that that might be some kind of weird like stereotyping yes, thrown yes. in in there that it could definitely be uh but uh, uh i definitely want to check that out also there uh when we were taking a glance at uh the history of this game uh there was a scene like at the end of the game <laughs> where apparently with the like the final bad guy the enemy president of the the you know the the bad guy or whatever, yeah. who, the, who you're fighting against. Uh, he, uh, once he realizes he's been defeated, Harakiri. Yeah. He, uh, Seppuku. Yeah. We're not, we're not going to go too in depth with that because it's real heavy stuff. But, uh, yeah, he, uh, he, he ends the game himself. Yeah. Let's just say. And to me, that, yeah, I could see why they didn't want to bring that over. Yeah, maybe but that's a little in too J- heavy. Japanese culture, that's kind of accepted. It's nobody's happy about it. I don't I know if it's understood. Yeah, it's 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 a little bit more. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, mostly because I don't even it, want to talk about it. It's heavy, and and I think it's really interesting that they even included this in the game to begin with. Um, <sighs> it was it's it's, it's a war edgy. game though, so I guess I yeah, understand. Yeah, you know, it's I mean, look at like a series like Mobile Suit Gundam, like yeah. the original Mobile yeah. Suit Gundam. It's heavy. It is heavy. You know, like yeah, you well, nineteen ninety three. What was out around then for Mobile Suit? Oh God, I uh, you would have had Mobile Suit Gundam, Zeta Gundam, Double Zeta Gundam. You would have had War in the Pocket. You would have had Oh MS, Oh MS team, or is that a little later? I think that might have been mid nineties, and we might not have had Oh MS team yet. Uh, but we also would have had, uh, uh, I think, G Gundam. Yeah, my favorite. Oh, God, you're so well, What does he wrong. say? What does he say in there? And the, what's the, the catchphrase he says? Oh, the, the martial arts spiel yeah, he gives? Yeah, what does he say? The winds of the king. <laughs> Zenshin, Kairatsu, Tenbakuron, <laughs> look, the east, it's burning red. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that it's know, stuck in I my memory. I wanted you to say it. I hate that it's stuck in my memory. Oh, man. That, that oh, series is the, so bad. And then what's the line that you love? <laughs> She got him. Yeah. He's looking for his brother, and the whole time, every time he like gets into a fight with another like giant robot dude, he's like, "Have you seen the man in this picture?" And like before they even answer, he's like, "No, that die." <laughs> and it's like, "What? <laughs> they don't like give him a chance to answer." <laughs> like halfway through, he's like, "Why? Yes, I have seen." No, that die, and he's like, "Erupting, burning finger," <laughs> and it just shoots out like an inferno from his hands. But they never die. Actually, in G Gundam, they might not. I don't think they do. The original Gundam. Oh, oh yeah, straight lot. up. Death. Yeah, straight oh yeah, a lot of death in Anyways, the original Gundam series. So this game's a mech game. Yeah. Also, I forgot to mention you could punch with your mech and you deal like massive damage, <laughs> but it's cool. up close. I love that. <laughs> I, was, I felt really good on the first level. Oh yeah, I first felt level was it was fun. a lot of fun. We got to the second level and then I hated the game. <laughs> It's tough. It gets real tough. It, uh, it goes from a platform mech game to a side-scrolling shooter mech game, and and I mean and you it's eventually not even that good. You eventually get back to being like in like regular mech mode, but like the first part of the level is is like a shoot 'em up. You're yeah. like diving around through the air with like like turbo boosters on your like shoulders or whatever, which looks cool. It does look really cool. Looks really neat, uh, but it gets real tough. We might have been on a higher difficulty setting too. Oh, really? We might have been. I don't remember. I don't know because we we just started it up immediately. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Cyberdator is uh, uh, a lot of fun. Uh, it's. I mean, Konami was just cranking out hits during that time. You know, yeah. it's definitely worth uh, looking into. Uh, Chops, what do you give Cyberdator for Super Nintendo on the eight bit scale? 
Um, I would give it a five out of eight. Five out of eight. It was awesome the first level. I really enjoyed it. The the controls were a little clunky at first, but mm-hmm. it made sense once I got used to it. Yeah. And then the little mini boss that I fought at the end, I thought was really unique. Defeating it before it rose up like a platform, and there's other enemies around, and mm-hmm. and I like punching stuff and sliding with my booster. So it, punching stuff's always fun. It was it was a lot of fun, and then that second level kind of took a lot of the steam out for me. I see. So uh, because of that, I'll have to give it a five out of eight. I'm gonna give it a six out of eight. Because I'd like to see the potential, like I'd love to see the full potential of the game, right. the, the character portraits and the and the sad ending. Sad ending. I mean, yeah. maybe maybe he was real evil. Maybe that's why. Maybe maybe I, maybe I it feels a little bit more rewarding. I don't know. I just uh, just not a fan of that. Maybe it does. Not a yeah. Know. Not feeling that. So. Let us know what you think Absolutely. if you played this game. Yeah, if go you've... on our Discord, go on our Facebook page, let it a retro podcast. Let us know if you have played Cybernator Assault Suit Vulcan, and uh, it's Vulcan V A L K E N, not like the Star Trek ones. Yes, a little different than uh, uh, that kind of Vulcan. Yes, but um, yeah. So we're gonna get into our NES music bracket for this week. Yeah, first, which what do we got going on, Craig? First up, we have. Uh, from the uh, Capcom classic, uh, Little Nemo uh, Adventures in Slumberland, uh, or no, Little Nemo the Dream Master. The Dream Master Adventures in, Adventures Slumberland. in Slumberland. Yeah, it's one of those games that the stupid multi-title things. Hey, you know what? I, I would, I would, I, I'm going to have to stop you there, Chops, because this is a really solid game. I'm sorry? It, it gets away oh. with stupid t- uh, bonus titles. This is the reason why we have this show, this game. Really? I mean, we had Xander over... Mm-hmm. For an episode of the retro, of the Legend of Retro, yeah. and the, the, this incarnation of the show is because of him, because he came over. We talked about this game, but prior to he played the game and beat it in like thirty minutes. <laughs> he just wouldn't stop playing it. He beat it, and then we talked about the game, and it kind of solidified him on the show. Oh, nice! Yeah. I uh, and then Xander, of course, my connection with him led me to the show. Exactly. So, so you uh, should thank him for this. Thanks for nothing, Xander. That's right. My everyday is misery now because of you. Me too. But, <laughs> but uh, this particular uh, game, which was composed uh, by, uh, the name is escaping me. It was uh, uh, Junko Tamiya, I do believe, uh, uh, who composed, you know, Little Nemo. And the music in this game is really solid. It's Capcom. It's this guy. It's really good. It's it's sad to say that it's it's I, I keep thinking of Mega Man music when I hear the songs. It's pretty That's close to I Mega Man. About. It's uh, uh I mean Capcom around that time was just like kind of like Konami in the the mid you know the the nineties there like yeah. Capcom of Killed the eighty uh, yeah they were they were just they were the top they could like, do no wrong they really couldn't they really could not except for maybe Tailspin but anyway. Wait, no, that's... I know, it's DuckTales. DuckTales. No, you're thinking, ha, 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 spin it! No, That's Tailspin. Anyway, uh, Little Nemo, uh, uh, this is Dream 8 Nightmare Land.
really awesome piece of music. It is. It it it's got the same. I think it's like the same chipset or something for Mega Man because it sounds it, it sounds like a Wiley stage. It kind of, it does. Yeah, it really does. You know? I I can totally see that. It it is a an awesome awesome song, and all of our listeners. I would imagine anyone who's listened to this show uh, pretty frequently yeah. is uh, is probably gotten mad at me on the show yeah. because every show I if it's not me it's you but it's one of us typically me is like hey let's talk about that music yeah let's talk about the music and I'm sure our listeners are like hey well, they didn't, talk they about didn't really the talk about the bubble bubble music bubble 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 music yes. and uh, here's why it is because it has already been chosen to be in the NES bracket mu- uh, uh, NES music brackets and so we thought well let's kill two birds with one stone yes it is the contender against little Nemo the dream master a slumber in whatever land uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is indeed composed by Tadashi Kimijima, who worked with Zuntada, uh, which is Taito's in-house band. Uh, they in-house did- band. I I, I want to name an, a new band called the Taito's in-house band. Taito's in-house Wouldn't band. Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> <laughs> Taito's in-house band, uh, which uh, has also done music for like the Darius series. Uh, a lot of their their arcade games from mm-hmm. that era. Uh, this in-house band like worked on uh, the room theme is the theme of like bubble bobble now here's the thing it's catchy and it's amazing is that what you're saying if this was any other game yeah the fact that this is the like only song in the game this song and a few variations of it yeah would it would it would really hinder it but it doesn't it doesn't the music is so good yes the music is so catchy and you know what if if, i'm gonna say it right now if if you're the type of person who's apt to get music stuck in your head turn off the podcast now oh because this will be stuck in your head all day maybe for the rest of your life yeah probably so (laughs) it is just let's give it a listen yeah For real this time. We could really listen to that song forever. I could. And it's it's just so catchy. And it gets stuck in your head so easily. And it's it's awesome. It's there's not much to it. There it's honestly not. It, it's a pretty simple tune. I'd say <laughs> uh, uh, in this bracket mm-hmm. of the style of songs that we've heard going up against each other, where you have 
Little Nemo, Mega Man-esque music to Bubble Bobble, arcade classic. These songs couldn't be more different, but I think couldn't be more competitive against each other. I I would agree with that. I I think that uh, uh, this is going to be one of the tough ones. There's a lot of nostalgia, I think, for the Bubble Bobble theme. I think there's a lot of that catchiness, you know, that like it gets stuck in people's heads. You know, there's it's that means a lot, I think. But the composition from uh, I. uh, you know the Nightmare Land yes. song is really good. It is really. Good. It is really good. I'm trying to think of the song right now in my head, but all I'm hearing is Bubble Bob. <laughs> That's the magic and power I'm like of Bubble Bobble. Forcing my brain to try to remember the song without playing it, and and I can't remember the song because Bubble Bobble is that powerful. Bubble Bobble dominates and it not out of uh technical ability or 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 you know uh, composition quality i would say because a simple charm yeah Mm -hmm. i would agree with that it uh uh it's it's just such a uh an awesome game anyway and uh hopefully this doesn't feel like we're giving bubble bottle too much spotlight in the brackets here that that's one of my fears with this is that like well we talked a lot about bubble bobble right. today here's a bubble bobble song in the bracket but i also didn't want to like be like here's the bubble bobble song and yep. then like and then 15 minutes again. later be like hey here's the bubble bobble song yeah. again hey you know like you know it i felt like that would have just been a bit much it just kind of worked out this way yeah exactly uh so uh you know let us know uh what you think though uh make sure that you join us on facebook the legend of retro page right. so you can vote Vote along with That's the where polls. we vote. Exactly. Uh, now, uh, Chops, when they're not voting on, uh, uh, you know, Facebook polls, and when they're not seeing all the content we provide through our social media, uh, what else uh, should they be listening to? They should be listening to the rest of our shows, Noobs and Dragons, GameZilla, yeah. and GameZilla Alpha. So you can find everything on GameZillaMedia.com. There you'll get the schedule of the shows. We got GameZilla Alpha live on Twitch on Mondays at 7 p.m., and the show airs on podcast form on Tuesdays. And then Alpha comes out on Sundays, but you can get it earlier if you're a Patreon member, and Noobs and Dragons is Wednesdays. So mm-hmm. you should probably become a Patreon member so that you can get your content as early as possible. And just like last episode, we had the Game Genie perks still going on, and we still have it. You f- can become a $5 member and get a chance to be entered in a drawing for the pick of a retro relapse game for us to play on the show, and you get Noobs and Dragons content. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you have uh, uh, all you have to do is go to patreon.com slash gamezilla media and you can uh, uh, sign up and become a patron if you're interested. Yep. We'd love to have you, of course. Uh, now, I. Uh, uh, Noobs and Dragons, of course, a uh, show where we uh, go in depth in uh, to Dungeons and Dragons and uh, uh, actually just run a campaign there uh, where you. Might not run into bubble dragons, but you'll uh, see some other draconic type enemies and other uh, uh, fun things. Uh, Chops, what's uh, what do you have to say about that? About noobs and dragons? Yeah, I'm slowly losing my mind while having fun doing it. That's the spirit. Uh, make sure you check that out, and uh, uh, you know if you don't mind shameless plugs, make sure to join uh, me on. I mind. Well, too bad, Chops. Right, Your fair. opinion doesn't matter. That's true. Never does. Go to Gamezilla Media on YouTube and uh, follow along with my long play series. Uh, I've been having a lot of fun going through that. That's it. Oh, oh, that was it? Yeah, it was it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. that's all. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Have you, been, have, you been, have you been watching? Watching what? Earthbound. What? Me play Earthbound on the long play. It's been, it's been rough. I mean, I'm getting there. You know, it's Earthbound. Shut up. <laughs> 
No, Shut it's up. great. If you like retro retro games, if you like Craig's voice, you need to go on YouTube and look watch his uh, long plays. They're really really good. You'll like them. You'll like them if you if they yeah. like my voice. If they like your voice, I think what you mean to say is because they like my voice. Well, that's really presumptuous of you, but uh, no. Oh. Anyways, oh. thank you for listening to this week's Legend of Retro podcast. We will talk to you all next time when, when the, the legend, legend continues. Meow, 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 meow,